You're listening to Connect, Connect Africa. Connect Africa. It must go. When you pass by, man, that was Chris KB with, uh, featuring Busiwa and Tennis. But no more, yeah. When you pass by, it just goes crazy, man. And that's the stance of women. You should just be that person. Anyways, before that, I did play you DJ Black Coffee featuring Sabrina Claudio with uh, uh, Subconsciously, man, coming all the way from America, representing South Africa. As you know, we're having a lot of interviews today. And the second lady that I have, her name is uh, the beautiful uh, Rashida uh, Khan, she wrote a beautiful book, which I didn't expect. You know, when I started reading it, I didn't expect it to to end the way it ended or to just be what it was. You know what I mean? But it it caught my attention, and I, I might say it it shook me, especially in the African context. Because when you when you read a book, and uh, predominantly that is re- religious justly you know affiliated or has a little bit of religion you don't expect what um to come with that but anyways we're going to talk to the beautiful lady she is here and uh, i'm going to introduce her rashida how are you hi hi it's lovely to be on with you today thank you it's a- rashida rashida okay rashida <laughs> absolutely perfect thank you for joining us and how's the cofact have uh, been affecting you um has it affected you in any way Yes, you know, for my writing, I must say, especially initially, I found it Mm. very hard to get into a rhythm of writing, you know, even though I don't go out to work, you know, for the last three years or so, I've been writing full time. So even though I work from home and I do work alone, I'm often out and about, you know, I'll go for a walk, I'll go and meet a friend, I'll, you know, go out with the kids or something. So I missed all of that. But, you know, since the new levels and the park's been open and things, a little bit of has started going back, getting back to normal. So that's been good. Uh, you know, I've actually been quite busy. Uh, my new book, it's called The Cursed Touch. That should be out next month. I'll mm-hmm. send you an invitation to the launch. It'll be an online launch, of course. Thank you so much. So that's happening. So I've been working on the design and the layout and all of that with the with the company that handles it. I, as you know, I'm self-published. Yeah. I've also been working on... A, uh, a collection of stories from women um, and uh, it's an anthology based on with a, with a, with a Muslim signature mm. um, and it's based in you know lockdown and lockdown experiences and short stories around lockdown experiences so the editing has taken quite a bit of time with that and you know working with all of the different there's 16 women who have submitted stories or essays and mm. yeah we're now working towards getting a forward written by somebody you know who can with a little bit of uh, of a name so we're going to get that going and then just been also trying to negotiate for a publisher so all of that's taken up time and then i've started writing my fourth book which will take at least a year so <laughs> everything's been happening but it's been good um yeah you know you have your days when you oh this lockdown oh this covid and then you have your days when you try and be a bit more Positive, if that's the correct word. Absolutely. Um, 
Before we touch on anything of the book, in the book that I read, uh, Mirror Cracked, you speak of mental health uh, a lot and you touch on that. How has it with COVID-19, how is that, you know, how, how have you seen people change and how have you seen the conversation change in terms of people talking about mental health, coming out and saying, look, I am depressed. You know what I mean? Emotionally, financially, psychologically, I am depressed. Um, how have you seen the conversation around that? And uh, are there ways that you have tried not to fall into a prolonged depression? So, I mean, you've got two parts of, of two parts to that question. I mm. think what is very important is that I will probably always, not, but for my novels, I will yeah. probably always write about controversial topics, about topics that need to be spoken about. And I'm hoping that reading my books, Mm. Um, especially, you know, in the community, but also wider, because I think much as it's set in an Islamic setting, so the, the characters are mainly Muslim, mm. much as that is the case, it, it is applicable across the board. So I'm mm. hoping that these conversations will then get started, because it's so important that we don't sweep, you know, these uncomfortable things under the rug and pretend they're not happening, because these things are happening. True. You know, it's not like just because uh, we're Muslim, uh, or where any culture or, or, or any uh, particular religion or mm. whatever it is, you know, community, we're not isolated from these things, you know, we Absolutely. live in the world and we're exposed to these things. And, you know, we need to be able to start talking about these things. So yes, um, there's that. And yeah, mental health, you know, I have quite a few passion projects or passion uh, themes that yeah. will come through from come through my writing as well as, uh, you know, in my poetry. So, um, yeah, in, 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 in terms of that, uh, mental health is one of those. Another one, another very strong one. So thank you for waiting <laughs> for uh, doing this interview in Women's Month because yeah. I'd love to, you know, uh, uh, have a little say point. Um, yeah, so, you know, uh, uh, it's women's empowerment, it's mental health, mm-hmm. it's... Uh, different sexual orientations it's drug taking it's all sorts of things you know and it 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 i i i must say i'm i'm very proud and happy as to how i build a story as well as the characters yeah. the characters really resonate with readers you know i don't know if you felt that at all but uh, a lot of the people say you know they they identified with these characters so completely you know with their lives and and, and everything uh, just sort of resonated with them so yes uh, i think that that is another important thing on mental health personally I don't think I've ever, I'm lucky enough to be able to say, I don't think I've ever really suffered from uh, depression. Yeah. Um, uh, but of course, there have been times when I've been anxious. There have been times when I have been concerned or worried or stressed about things. And yeah, there are times as well when there might be some sort of mild depression. But the, th- the thing again is a lot of the time, a lot of the times these things are very, very treatable either through therapy or counseling or, you know, if it's a medical chemical thing, these can be addressed very quickly and easily. And then most people will live a normal life if they, if they have proper care and treatment. And it's very important as well for us to understand that uh, we have to be more compassionate about people. And the truth is the statistics are scary. You know, it could be as high as one in four people suffering from some kind of mental health challenge. And and, and, And the figures are actually even higher amongst young people. 
So, you know, there's a lot of things that are happening, you know, over the last 20 years, things have changed at such a rapid pace that even for people, you know, millennials and things, even for them, the adjustments have been difficult. Um, So, I mean, that's just one thing of it. And then also there's also the, you know, the biological, the, 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 the chemical side of it. So yes, it's, it's, it's definitely something mental health is definitely something that is close to my heart. Uh, looking at it, I mean, drugs also play a huge role in terms of, you know, mental health and also psychological relapses. Do you think South African government and organization are taking it seriously, um, that the mental health uh, statistics of it? Because I read somewhere that 70, 75% of people who actually need mental health, uh, especially South Africans, they don't take it seriously. They, they don't think they should go see a professional. Do you think that we, we're taking it seriously? I definitely think that a lot more can be done. I think mm. there is definite understanding. Uh, there's more openness that has been that has been, uh, you know, building over the last few years. So I think it it is definitely a step in the right direction. But there's so much more we can do. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, um, resources are very thin. You know, we have. The, the the state is not able to fund things like SADAG, which is a South African depression and uh, anxiety group, I think, is is what they call. Yeah. Um, and so many others like them, and other you know rehabilitation centers, other uh, facilities. So we need resources. So unfortunately, that puts uh, a, a page to how serious we can be about it. But certainly, in terms of awareness and education, you know, empowering people with education, giving people access to information and things. If you have access to the internet, there's a lot out there. There's certainly yeah. a lot out there, and of course, you have to be selective about what you see. But in terms, if you don't have internet access, then you don't even know where to start with this, you know. And we'd love to say that a safe place is the family, and a lot of the times it is. But a lot of the time, the family's not equipped themselves to deal with this. You know, they don't understand it. They don't know what to do. And I'm not saying, every, you know, one person or one organization has the answers. But certainly we, we can help each other and learn from each other and, 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 and think about how we address these things. Absolutely agree with you. And I'm going to stick with the notion of uh, the strong women. You, you mentioned strong women and, uh, you know, the characters that you build resonating to a, a, a normal person like me. For me, I, I resonate with Azra um, as a young woman in, in an African context. You know, you, you struggle with the independence and also, you know, wanting to have a family. Do you, do you think there's a change in the modern, you know, uh, religious woman where they would find a balance between being, you know, modern, uh, religious and submissive, but also being very independent within the relationship that they're having? That's a, that's a great question, Debbie, because, you know, when you're asking those questions, you're asking it of me directly as, as an individual, as mm. a modern or contemporary Muslim woman. So I yeah. practice my faith, you know, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not very religious, but I believe and practice my faith. Mm. I, I, I uh, at the same time, I live in a very modern Western society, you know, so middle class and with access to everything that's very modern. And, uh, you know, fortunately, I think because I've, I've grown up like that, I found the balance, I found what works because one has to play things, you know, against each other. And there are certain things uh, as you grow and develop, become more agreeable to you you know you learn to let certain things go while other things you 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 realize no this is more important so it it is a balancing game all the time it's always 
to try and see and understand how things will work best and how to be true to yourself yeah which includes so many different assets uh, facets you know you're not just one individual you're not just uh, a, a, a modern woman or you're not just a muslim woman yes yeah. maybe you identify as first and foremost 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 being a muslim woman or you know i also have a strong indian indian culture and background you know so yeah. it's 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 a great balancing thing, but I think it's good. You know, I think the more we are exposed to our own culture and we are able to expose it to others while in turn learning from others and other culture, you know, the more the understanding between amongst everybody can, can improve and yeah, we can work on, on trying to be that generation that somehow gets this thing right. You know, <laughs> there's so many things that are wrong in, in society. Um and there's a lot of good things as well, so we must we must focus and celebrate those as well. But yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things. I mean, this year alone, you know, it's yeah. it's what it's what eight months into the year, and this year has been something else. You know, it started with the with the um, uh, Australia fires, and then yeah. it went to tsunamis or something. I think it was in Thailand. Then we had um, uh, COVID. And, you know, then lockdown and Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe and, you know, all of this in mm. really horrific, horrific gender-based violence challenges that we that we just can't seem to get right. I mean, for me, that is one person, one woman dying at the hands of a partner is one too many for me. You know, it's oh. just... It's just it's just appalling, and that is something that I feel very very strongly about. Um, and you know that will, that always comes through in my writing. I mean, people will ask me what are the themes, and you, I've already yeah. mentioned a lot of the themes that I write about. But I also love love writing about strong female characters. You know, which you, which you also picked up and mentioned. Mm. So yeah, um, uh, yeah. There's a lot to a lot to say. Uh, Debbie, I'll, I'm sorry if a quick question for you. I'm just yep. wondering how long we have with the interview. I'm happy to go on. I just want don't want to. I want to leave about five minutes to read uh, poetry for Women's Day, if that's possible, please. Oh, absolutely. We'll be done at fourteen thirty. So I'll before that, I'll just give you a chance to read the poem. Great. Thank you. That'll be great. Absolutely perfect. You have a passion for working with women. I mean, right now, um, apart from Azra being a very big character for me in the book, you apart and outside from your writing, you you like working with strong, independent women. And uh, obviously right now you're working with 16 women to write a book. Where does that passion come from to empower women on a daily basis? Because you have established writer who, yeah, would do a mentor, but are not as involved as you are at the moment. Where does that passion come from? You know, I think I think that is something that has always that has always been with me, uh, even as a child. You know, I was very very fortunate to have broad-minded parents, and I had a father who loved reading. So I was exposed to a lot of different things, and and interest. And you know, my father loved poetry. My father loved. Uh, books on travel so he had a you know he had a passion for photography so he had a, a book or two on photography you know if he was going to a place he'd he'd invest in a book <clears throat> so you know I, I was very blessed to have that kind of access and that kind of influence um, and and I think that helped to grow and develop 
um, you know, develop who I was. And that was always something that was there. You know, we, 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 we were, uh, I, I had two elder brothers, but, and, you know, sometimes in, in, in traditional Muslim Indian societies, the, the boys are the heroes. Mm. But, you know, I, I, it wasn't like that for me. I was lucky. Uh, my parents treated me as an equal, even though I was the youngest, you know, I, <laughs> I, I played my role in the family. So, you know, all of that, I, I, it, 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 it talks about, building confidence and building mm. the person that you will eventually and it's a process you know i'm still growing and learning and developing and i'm hoping that uh, i'll i'll be able to fulfill this passion that i have in in and you know it may be what i call advocacy you know it's 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 in a, it's about sharing knowledge and empowering people with with knowledge women especially but not only women you know yeah so, um, <clears throat> it's it's always been there and exposed to women female south african writers as well that's you know i love local so i i, I try and read or time for allowing i will always try and see what's happening on in the south african writing scene and there's a lot of female writers there's a lot of very good women authors and you know i'm blessed to be part of that community uh, you know, to be able to learn from their works and, and, and share insights and things. So that's, that's, that's a great thing. And it's motivational and inspiring. You know, there are a lot of activists as well around me, younger yeah. and older, who've, who've uh, you know, forged paths and, and led the way in so many, in so many instances. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's inspiration from other women. Absolutely beautiful. I'm going to ask one more question before we go into a music break. Do you think enough is done to help women in the industry, especially in the publishing and writing industry? Um, yes and no. So no, because the publishing as an industry is under strain as well. Not only because of lockdown, but lockdown is is obviously it's made a huge impact. So mm. publishing is is under strain. So in terms of how much they can do, um, it's limited. It's restricted in that sense. Having said that, though, a lot of the a lot of the titles focus only on women. So Mojaji books, um, yeah. you know, Colleen Heath, who herself has just written a book. They only uh, publish women writers. There are uh, uh, specific projects that m- many of the you know uh, traditional publishing houses, the women projects or female writer projects that they will focus on. Um, there's also a lot of uh, uh, support uh, for female poet poetry writing. Um, you know, there's a there's a book called One Word. Uh, sorry, our world, our words, our world, our words, our world. So it's basically a collection of listing, just listing all the female South African poets in in the country. Um, so you know, there is there there is a lot of resources. Um, that's out there that that people that potential writers or even writers who, who, ha, who have been writing for a long time but have never published or never thought about going the route of publishing there's mm. a lot of uh, uh, information out there that you can empower yourself with and yeah you know for me as well as a, yeah. as a, a, a self-publisher the learning curve from the time I thought I'm going to write a book <laughs> until the time it actually gets produced and launched and whatever the learning curve is so steep and yeah, it's 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 a very dynamic industry as well. Um, and you work a lot with people, which I like, especially as a writer. You're often uh, um, doing your own thing secluded. But when there's a launch, when there's the, the the design and the layout, when there's the marketing and publishing, you have to interact and engage. So uh, yeah, I I I think there I think it it suits me as a woman 
Yeah. And yeah, I think again, a lot is being done, but I'm sure more can be as more well. Can be done. Absolutely perfect. Um, uh, we're going to go into a little bit of a music break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the biggest theme that I liked in the book, uh, Mirror Cracked, which is the LGBT community and uh, how families are not really equipped to talk about some of those discussion. We are still cheating with uh, Rashida Khan, a, a, a beautiful lady who wrote the book, Mirror Cracked. There is a sequel to it. Uh, I'm going to get the sequel. I really have to get the sequel. Anyways, we're going to stay you attend the love this is trans africa radio this is trans africa radio that is Chasha with Tender Love right there featuring DJ Maborisa and Kapsa the Smalley Store. It is Yonana from the Zero One to the Cutie from Pretoria. And as you know, me and books uh, go a long way, man. I, write, I love reading. And we are chilling uh, with a beautiful lady and author, Rashida Khan. She wrote Mirror Crack, the book that I've been posting on the Instagrams and on the social medias throughout the month. Uh, and we're talking about her beautiful book. It touches on a subject that I actually really, really, really am uh, fond of. Everybody knows this. I'm fond of the LGBT community and I didn't expect that, especially because we, we speak, when we look at the, the religion as a whole, apart from it just being Muslim, it's a very conservative place to have such discussion. And to put it in your book, Rashida, I felt like, uh, Rashida, I felt like it was very, very brave. How did that come about? Why was that, you know, because uh, it, it was a climax for me. I didn't expect that because at the beginning of the book, you do touch on, you know, somebody being disowned because they were gay you know what i mean and then get into the book later where farid does what he does i don't want to give it away if you didn't read it and then you're like uh wow i didn't expect that you know yo you expect cheating but that part <laughs> you don't expect it so how was that and how was you know how did it be received in the community um that we all know as being conservative so you know uh when i when i thought i was going I thought all my life I'm going to write, I'm going to write. I only really started a few years back, say about five years ago. So when I thought I was going to write, I always knew I would write serious, you know, serious things. And mm -hmm. I knew I would write, you know, things, themes and things that were important to me because then the passion comes through. But I also wanted to write about deep feelings. Yeah. You know, I'm a very... I don't know if the right word is soulful. Maybe it is. I'm very soulful, deep. <laughs> person so yeah. I, I wanted to write about deep feelings I wanted to express deep love especially you know yeah. love is another big theme for me it's a huge theme and lots of it you know uh, spousal love uh, maternal love mm. sibling love uh, sister love that's also another big theme that runs through runs through all of my my writing and also very importantly self-love you know that's also a big thing about being able to self-love and being able to accept yourself and forgive yourself for things. So, um, and then I, and then I knew I wanted to write about strong people and grow, mm. growth and development and a process of, of getting through things. So I knew it had to be something big had to happen. Um, and so probably, but I, I, you know, I have ideas for at least another two or three books in terms of themes. Yeah. Um, and this is the first one that came to me. This was the one that that was that was that first spoke to me. You know, it was these characters that were in my head. Um, Azra was probably the easiest one for me to get to know um, and to get to understand and to be able to write her voice. 
and but the others as well not that they were difficult but it took it took a lot of understanding of how life happens and how life changes you yeah. for good or for bad you know and and the other the other very important thing as well is or the other important theme is 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 about identity about recognizing yourself and loving yourself and accepting yourself but also just recognizing yourself and recognizing True. also and seeing how others see you you know uh, not that it needs to influence you or impact you if if you if you're happy and confident and strong with yourself that's great but others may be seeing you differently so um yeah so uh, all of those things contributed to contribute to you know interesting and challenging plots and yeah. things that will happen so you know i mean uh, you you're focusing on 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 that one aspect which is a big aspect a very mm. big aspect but i mean for 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 azra to go through what she goes through that's only one of her challenges you know the other challenge is even more difficult for her to accept so when when death occurs and how that impacts them that's another big thing and that's yeah. another thing that we all experience you know we all, all go through we go through losing people we love and uh, it, it changes us, you know, that that will change you or it will change how you will react, maybe initially or maybe forever. So, yeah, so it, it, there's a lot of um, a lot of thought also goes into it. You know, yeah. I, I think about a book for a long time before I start writing it. I think about the book and I think about the characters for a long time. And, and, and that's good because they can change and grow and develop while you're thinking, you know. Uh, so I'm always absolutely. writing something. But I've always got other ideas and things that I'm that I'm that I'm thinking about and working on in the background as well. Absolutely. Rounding off this question, do you think that families, um, whether in the Muslim community or in the African tradition rather, are equipped with dealing with the LGBT community as well as terminal illness? Because terminal illness is one of the themes in um, your book and how it affects family in the long term. Because, you know, with terminal illness, it's not like they have the illness and then they pass away tomorrow. It, it can affect them throughout the months. Do you think we are equipped um, with dealing with such situations in the African culture? You know, I think... I don't know how to say this without... Mm. Sounding um, like I've I've studied this. I haven't. It's just my gut feeling and my yeah. gut sense of it. I think we were very very good at it. I think we were extremely good at being compassionate and caring and understanding. You know, um, and then we also needed to develop systems and principles of care as we moved along with you know all of these different things and a care and understanding and comprehension of of the of the the challenges of of being differently sexually orientated or having the challenges you know you can't equate that with mental health illness i mean they're both serious and difficult to deal with on their own um so yeah and i think the, the way to start addressing that, I mean, uh, not start, but address that more is to have these conversations, keep having these conversations, keep learning about these things. I mean, there's so much information out there if you want to understand. And then hopefully that is being through you can can pass on to other people, you know, can pass on. I mean, OK, I have a platform in that I, I, write, yeah. I write books and people read them, but you can do it in your own everybody can do it you know everybody can it's it's just about showing compassion and humanity and you know those principles that are so so 
so real for us. I mean, Ubuntu is not a new concept, not by any means. And that's what it ultimately is. And then in terms of the mm. actual healthcare sector, no, we are sorely, sorely lacking. Unfortunately, uh, you know, the, the government uh, healthcare system is not able to deal adequately with, with the challenges of, of mental health and the numbers and the education. And, you know, it, it's just, it's, it is a lot. It is too much. And resources are very, very thin. Well, I would like to say thank you so much for the book. Um, it really opened my eyes in terms of, you know, you, you, sometimes you think you know something and then <laughs> you, you just don't. And also it teaches one to, to not, you know, judge a book very quickly because I, I when I, I thought about the cheating, I thought it would be, you know, the normal, uh, the norms of it. What can we expect from your next book that you're releasing in a couple of weeks? What can we expect? Where can we find it? Okay, so Mirror Cracked and Fragrance of Forgiveness, the sequel. And yes, I urge you to read Fragrance of Forgiveness, Debbie. I think you will enjoy it. So mm-hmm. let me know if you want a copy of that. And also, please recommend Mirror Crack to, to, to your circle. You know, to talk about it. It's very difficult to, to get it out. And the best way, the best way for people to know about it, the book is through word of mouth. You know, advertising and all of that. But through word of mouth, if it's a recommendation, then yes, that's great. Uh, so my books are available. So it's it's Mirror Crack and Fragrance of Forgiveness. And then I've released a, a book of short stories called Your Voice, My Strength. And then my poetry, which I'm hoping we still have time to read, mm-hmm. at least one or two. So, and then my poetry. All of these are available as ebooks on Amazon. And the novels and the short stories are available as physical copies as well. Physical copies are available from me. People get, can get in touch with me on um, my website uh, or my social media. My social media, my website is www.rashisreflections.com and my we- um, social media handles are at Rashi's Reflections. Um, and you can email me and get it from me. Otherwise, they are available mm-hmm. at exclusive books, bargain books, uh, and quite a few of the independent bookstores. Uh, if the branch you go to doesn't have it, they have it on their system, they can order it for you and then you can get it in a few days. I don't know what the, the turnaround time in lockdown is. So, yeah. Um, and, yeah, please get in touch with, with me and try and, and, and try and read the books. I really think that these are important books to be read. Absolutely. And very educational. And uh, um, uh, I would like to hear one of your poems that you asked you can read before we go. Great. So, I've got... Two poems that are close to my favorite because I, they, they, they're about the thing that's most, uh, you know, one of my greatest passions. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I, if I can read them. The first one is called Fear Not. Fear not the snarl of the lip that foretells the rage, the rage that rises without warning, without reason. Fear not the clenching of the fist that rains blows on your body a body already battered and bruised. Fear not the boot that endlessly kicks at your cowering, fragile frame, a frame that has withstood and will withstand. Fear not the curses that reduce you to a shell of emptiness, of nothingness, words that stamp out your identity, your humanity. Fear your need to hide the scars and cover the bruises. Fear your remarkable ability to pretend all is well. Fear your eagerness to forgive and forget. Fear your strength to stem the tears. 
Fear your hope that tomorrow will be different. Tomorrow will be better. Fear your reluctance to seek help. Fear your patience, your tolerance, your acceptance. Fear your forbearance. It empowers the coward, the weak, the not man. Celebrate your strength. Overcome your fear. Rejoice in your community. You are an individual, but you are not alone. You are not alone. That was absolutely beautiful. That. So that is, you know, in tribute to all to all women um, who have experienced or, uh, you know, ha- had to work through this and be survivors. Yeah. And then the other one's much shorter, so I'll read it quickly. They work together very well, I think. Beautiful. This one is called, Hear Me, My Son. Hear Me. Yours is not a hand unless it holds to guide, not strike. Yours is not an eye unless it looks with kindness, not anger. Yours is not a leg unless it walks with purity of intention, not to kick. Yours is not a tongue unless it speaks of love, not abuse. Yours is not a lip unless it smiles with tenderness, not disgust. You, unless it points within, not accusingly. Yours is not a heart unless it beats to uplift and nurture, not to instill terror. Hear me, my son. You are not a man unless you live your humanity. Thank you. And that was a beautiful poem. I actually wanted to cry on the last one right there. That was Hear Me, My Son. Rashida, thank you so much for joining me. I'm looking forward for the book launch. And I'll be really waiting for, as well as Fragrance of Love. Uh, I can't wait to read the sequel. Great stuff. Thank you so much, Debbie. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Happy Women's Month, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And you too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. And that is it for today's interview. Thank you so much for everyone who have joined me today. It's been an exceptional interview. That is Rashida Khan. You can find her books on Amazon as well as exclusive books, bargain books, and try scoops, uh, some of the independent bookstores that you can find right there as well. Beautiful book and very informative. Uh, if you thought, you know, being conservative, it's, it'll change your mind. It'll just blow your mind. And I really enjoyed it, man. I'll be back right after the song. This is Transafrica Radio. Trans Africa Radio, made in Africa. I must say I've enjoyed every single interview that I've had with every single woman this month. Um, it, it's it's been quite a journey to be introducing and celebrating women throughout the month. GBV is everywhere, you know. We we talk about it every day on a daily basis. And as much as you hate hearing about it, we hate going through it all the time. But anyways, um, that was it for all the interviews that I've had today. Thank you so much for chilling in. And thank you so much for all your commentary that you've given me throughout, man. And unfortunately, I, I am sorry if you're facing load shedding. We had our own fair share. All right. All right. Anyways, plus two seven seven nine two five four four three two nine. That is plus two seven seven nine two five four four three two nine. If you want to talk to me on the WhatsApp line, otherwise, if you're asking about at TransAfrica eight seven two, that's how you find us on the social media streets. That is Twitter, TransAfrica Radio on the Instagram, Instagram man. Tell your people to tell your people that the cutie from Pretoria is on on OpenView HD channel six zero nine or TSTV channel eight seven two. 
If you're asking about social distance and do visit the website www.transofcreator.net. I go by the name of Debbie Blood Moon at Debbie Blood Moon on Twitter and Instagram. And we grow, we go, we learn, we dance. This is Trans Africa Radio. South Africa, this is your Victorian at Debbie Blood Moon. Join me every weekday from 2 to 5 Central African time here on Trans Africa Radio on hashtag Connect Africa. Hashtag Connect Africa, the show that connects you to Africa and Africa to the rest of the world, baby. Trans Africa Radio, made in Africa. Trans.